0: good afternoon it is I Casey coop with another episode of Casey's freak show podcast. How's everyone doing today? Just kidding. I can't hear you. Uh, Or you can just uh, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. Contact me. Okay, enough of my horse shit. I had a lot of coffee. Today's guest is the one and only Jessica Michelle Singleton, a Billboard Top 10 comedian with a number one album and her own podcast. Ignorance is hashtag blessed. She's a paid regular at the Comedy Store. She tours the world, performing in clubs and festivals. I can't talk. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Thank
1: you for having me at the Freak Show. It's an honor to be here. Dude, you're like the freest bitch I know. I'm just a hobo. It's the truth. I'm just like, I've stopped caring. I've lost my mind.
0: What's what's making you lose your mind now? Is anything
1: happening? Nothing bad. I just like, don't care. I, for a long time, I feel like I was on the cusp of being completely free, but... (laughs) not to say i'm completely free who knows are any of us free we live in america but but the podcast is kind of about that like i talk to people that i think are super free and you like tour around the world doing what you love which i think is total freedom in my opinion i mean i can't believe that i'm doing it like i still am like i make money doing this i'm surviving do you ever just like
0: look at yourself in the mirror like you're on the road and you're like shit this is happening
1: yeah no i'll just like be on a plane and be like Oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm doing the thing I want to do. That's and it's like you know, sometimes you forget because you're just in it and you're working. But it's nice. Yeah, to it's have a moments. job, and then you have like the moment of clarity, like oh, this is a fun job. Where you're like, oh, I'm doing my dream, and then you're crying in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I own an Apple or whatever, you know. Uh, no, yeah. it's it's great. I think for a long time I, I held on to this fear. And I don't know where it comes from, but I think it was, like, deeply built into me. Probably, like, childhood shit of, um... What? Nothing happens in our childhood that shapes I know, our lives. Not according what? to my brain that just repressed all of it, you know? Yeah, no. I, I think you had a tweet about disassociating. I'm like, girl, that's my whole life. Yes. Is that it's just like, i I don't I'll just remember anything. No, me
0: neither. Nothing. People are like, I remember when I was 12 at this birthday party. I'm like, I don't remember anything. I don't know if I went
1: to birthday parties. Yeah. I don't know if I Did had birthday I? parties. It's kind of a blur. I went to this, uh... It's, I don't call alternative therapist, I guess, but she sort of did. Um, it was almost, I don't know if it was Reiki because I've never done Reiki, but someone mm-hmm. once was like, that sounds kind of like Reiki. Uh, <laughs> but it was like acupressure where she would find like strapped energy in your body and push on it. I've heard of that. That's this, big in like New York, I heard. She pushed on my chest and she was barely touching me. It was so painful. And then I had a repressed memory come up and I was Whoa. like, ah, oh my God, things are really that bad. That only used
0: to happen when I'd get stoned, which I'm so fucking happy I'm sober now because I don't have to oh, remember wow. stuff.
1: Yeah, cool. Because it's (laughs) some of it is I mean, that whole therapy and and, um, like talking to that woman. um, Sometimes it's like you get these feelings and she and she was someone I've heard this before is like, you don't have to figure out where it comes from. Just let it out. Like sometimes it's just like your body has a feeling and just needs it's getting something out. You need you don't need to go. Where is this coming from? just yeah, like accepting yeah. it and being like there that's, it how, is.
0: that's how my friend is like she has had issues sleeping like sleep problems like a lot of people yeah. do And but the thing is she's gone through years and years of therapy and done all this work on herself and like you know 12 step work and whatnot. not yes. but she still has um, sometimes trouble like sleeping and she's talked to my therapist about it and it's like a lot of it is still stuff she still needs to work through just like certain traumas
1: and whatnot like so that shit is actually like trapped in our bodies like it really stores I read a whole book about how trauma gets stored in our body mm -hmm. and they like literally like physical problems arise like i have an autoimmune disease and even mm-hmm. though there's not been any proven cure of it i am 100% convinced mm-hmm. it has to do with like emotional suppression can i
0: just tell you something really yes. quick i think okay so we're really just going to get into just, it just i'm an open book but with you i know and just cuz i'm like online a lot yeah. i see your posts um danny fernandez yes. post she was also on the podcast um stephanie Mikas, she's like a big twitter person yes. hilarious and um the other person oh me (laughs) but but in terms of (laughs) and you're also great on twitter what i well thank you what i mean um is i think of you guys and myself because i've had a lot of health issues as well and they've all had serious health issues and we're all around the same age just like later 20s early 30s and we've had very all of us have had very serious um immune autoimmune issues like i've had like basically like i just i've always gotten sick a lot and Mm -hmm. i i've definitely like heard Mm -hmm. some research about like and I have a weak immune system and I've heard a lot of research about basically yeah the kind of like anxiety and inducing childhoods like lead to these like serious health problems and I think of you women because I'm like you guys specifically because I know you all have had, like, very serious autoimmune issues and also fucked up childhood Childhoods, shit. Yes. And you guys are all brilliant and smart and funny, but it's, like, the crazy shit that gets
1: us there. Like, our bodies are, like, defeating Holding themselves. Holding on to that. Yeah, well, it's just, like, literally, and I think you, part of it is, I, I think as children, you kind of just, like, keep going. You're like, this is life, and you, like, sort of shut things down. You're just, like, surviving. You're in survival mode. And your body at a certain point is, like, probably, like... Notice me! Like you have to let this out because you just don't let things out, and it's like someone once told me it's like putting a band-aid on a volcano, which is totally. But like you can't bury that stuff; it comes out in a certain way. And I've also noticed a lot of the women, because most of the people, and I know autoimmune diseases span across all different types of ages and and races and and genders, whatever. But I know a lot of women are on the same age, like, and most of them I know have what would be perceived as I don't want to say mental. Mental health issues, but like all of us on paper have had moments or if people looked at certain clips of our life, they'd be like, Wow, she's a bit of a crazy girl. And it's like (laughs) that probably stems from that too, where it's like Mm -hmm. I have an overload of emotions and I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do with it. So now I'm they were never naked and throwing Yes glitter on myself and look at me and I love it. Yeah, they were never healthfully processed. But throwing glitter on myself, I was like, my, it manifests, manifests itself in like fun ways. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's unhealthy. Yeah, and, like, but I,
0: I definitely like was using alcohol and stuff for that for a long time, and that. Yeah was not working anymore and that was in fact making my body get worse and worse shocker um and then once I cleaned up I got sober I had to start looking at those things and be like all the things I never wanted to like sort through I'm like let me close that garage door and there's like shit falling out of the garage of
1: my brain I'm like oh I have to clean that out now that's the worst is that (laughs) you're like okay okay, well I'll stop suppressing it because it's like I think my things were like I uh, I'll have a drink every once in a while like every once in a while I smoke pop but I never I mean in college, I probably partied really hard, but I don't think I was really using it as suppression as much as maybe like food and sex for me. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you start living healthy and then all of a sudden it's like, like when I first found out about my autoimmune disease and then I was like, I'm going to lean into this strict diet and see if that will help. Right. So I wasn't eating sugar or what and all these other things. And then I didn't even know I was an emotional eater till I quit all that stuff. And then I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is I would normally just eat, eat a cookie when I feel this way and yeah. I just have a feeling <laughs> and now I'm crying on a train. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, what I was saying, I went all over the place, but I think that I think held me back for a long time from being, and, and who knows what you're like your truest self is, but like, cause we're constantly evolving, but being the most true version of myself in every moment is mm-hmm. this deep seated fear of being perceived as crazy. Like, really? yes, like I have a deep and I don't know where it comes from. I'm pretty sure it comes from probably my mom being like, people are going to think you're crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm because my mom is like a textbook borderline. So she's just like, totally was very cutting.
0: Basically, I think as kids, like I, I can relate. I think at least for me, I had to just like have a two faced life Yes. where it was the home life and then it was the public life. Yes. But I always I didn't know that I was being manipulated into like. Ga- gaslit into like showing the f- the world a certain face yeah um because i was treated like i was crazy like as a teen yes. like i'd be like i'd be sulking at like a family event or something and people are like oh your daughter's basically like what's all- wrong with you yeah all my mom's friends all the relatives would just be like oh what's yeah she's re- i'd either be super hypermanic or like really sulky and yeah. they're like Wow, your daughter's a handful. Kind of just looking at me like, what, you're annoying. And so you, like, feel crazy. You that, yes. Yeah, and cause... then you're like, oh, I'm crazy. And then the rest, and there was years and years of, like, trying to... That becomes your story. I, I was just, like, both trying to prove I wasn't crazy, but also, like, so... Like, just
1: believed I was cr- broken and, yeah. and insane. Yeah, just, like, my mom constantly being like, what What do you have to be upset about? And it's like, uh, my life is on fire. But just mm-hmm. being like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to be upset. Or, like... Yeah, like, we... Uh, did you have to learn, like, to make her, like, people please her? Oh, yeah, no. My mom is, like, alcoholic addict. Yeah. And it was just... I mean, I was a parent half the time. And it was yeah. just... It's still weird to me. It's like, intellectually, I understand the concept of someone... Um, liking going home and feeling like the feeling of at home and being like, My family, I miss them. But like mm-hmm. from a realistic emotional standpoint, I'm like, I do not understand. Uh my entire life like at home was like walking on eggshells. Totally. You know? I, was always like scared. I was always parent, fucking scared. You don't know what's gonna happen. No, so, it was
0: like Jacqueline Hyde. I'd and it would go from moment to it was a moment to moment basis. Like yeah. she could be the sweetest and then be the scariest.
1: Yeah, like literal. And I've talked to my mom about it a little. We'll never have full clarity because I've realized yeah, it's, same. Like, it's not worth diving into. Just it's as nice as it's going to be. And it, it's pretty casual. We don't get like in crazy I'm not around her anymore, so it doesn't exactly. Get crazy. I and I'm like, a, I'd rather I live just, across the country. Yeah, like my mom lives in Korea, and I'm like, why rock this boat? Oh yeah, like, yeah. We don't, whoa. Well, yeah, and then, and people are like, oh, isn't that like sad? You never get to go home. And I was like, no. I didn't go. I haven't been home since 2004. Like, what do you <laughs> sometimes I go I ta- home for Christmas? I,
0: sometimes I'll just like casual strip club conversation. People like always ask where you're from, and I'm like, yeah, I go. Like the casually, co- it comes up. I go home like once a year. Sometimes it's they're just like. That's not enough. Like There's you need to what? go more. But then at the same time, I'm like, you can see that I'm working here, right? Like I didn't get here by accident. Yeah, no, you're I'm like, kidding.
1: I'm not the CEO of a mental health yeah. corporation. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, I feel like female comics, and I think Nicole Amy Schreiber said this recently, but. Um, we get this uh, the daddy issues thing sort of like oh daddy issues yes. and it's like do not take credit from my mother yeah. like, are you kidding <laughs> the mom issues are also deep yeah
0: because I well, how I was looking at it growing up was like I'd see friends who had loving mothers and like they would still you know as teenagers they'd be like fuck my mom you know and it's like yeah the mom was just was still loving, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, I was, I was like, how dare you say that about your mom, who is like loving towards you? Yeah, so like, who like you like don't know how bad it is, and
1: like treats you like a loved being. It was so weird seeing that. Like my, yeah, my girlfriends with like loving, supportive moms being like, ah, she's so annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I think that my mom's going to come in at night and burn me with cigarettes. Like, what are you? So you're annoyed because your mom just makes you too many cupcakes? I I saw your tweets about that. Yeah, that's fucking
0: bananas. But at the same time, Jessica, like, you stand out to me in the comedy community as somebody who is a rarity. Besides the fact that you're just funny as fuck is that you. you have this presence and power of Positivity and optimism that I don't see often in comedians, and I know that doesn't come easy for you. I assume no. It's
1: almost like weird to me when people start because I don't even know how quote bad my life was until I started. Mm-hmm. I would I started mentioning it, and people would be like, "What?" And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just us. This is how it happened." And I. I don't know why. I mean, it's just so weird to be like, I don't know why I'm so positive, but. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, like,
0: what do you do to keep that way? Or is this just a survival thing? Like, I how mean, do you stay so I've definitely... loving
1: toward the world, which you are? I mean, it's just this thing I've always innately felt that, uh. And I mean, I don't know if some of it came from just people pleasing and that like, oh, I don't want to. Same, same. I think at some point it was not inauthentic, but it was just like I want everyone to like me and like keep things at bay. Me
0: too. Like if you have a crazy parent, you're you're used to like altering your mood to make them happy and putting on a smiley face. And I actually I wanted to ask you about this because I've gotten a lot of um, people constantly tell me like, everyone's always told me like you, you seem so happy you seem so sweet you seem so innocent they're like kind of like why are you working at the strip club why are you doing comedy like you haven't been through shit like I get those kind of comments a lot because you're happy
1: um, people, pers- people expect but, comedians but, but to but they be- don't
0: expect me to have the past that I had is the thing just because
1: you're happy yeah, yeah it's do you like, get that I do get that and I think I've been at least like people who are a little familiar with my comedy because I started getting really open about my life they're a little more aware but and and there there was no intention like I need to let people know I just was like well I don't want to be mean about other people anymore so I'm just gonna make talk about this and and make that funny that's how I feel too is um well at least in the last
0: two and a half years since I got sober was like just the mental work I've done on myself like I don't feel as it doesn't feel as natural to me to make hateful jokes anymore and sure I'll rip on people from time and time again you know you know it happens but I used to just be like very like judgy and those are my jokes and that's just not really me anymore. Yeah. And you're right. It's almost like let's get real with ourselves and it helps other people open up about th- Them.
1: themselves. Yeah. And-, and it's like, well, let me just laugh. I, like I do a lot. Like most of my material now is laughing at myself and or just laughing at the like, laughing at holy the shit, this is like <laughs> a thing I feel and it's ridiculous. And it's like I'm crying in my underwear, but I'm just accepting yeah. it because we're on a rock spinning hu- yeah. in the universe. Or we're whatever. human. Yeah, well, it's just so because I've, I I've had people ask me that. I, I sometimes wonder if because I'm positive. If people, and, and this is a thing I've worked on, is not worrying about how people are perceiving me, like just being myself, but worrying about the perception that someone thinks it's fake because I'm so friendly. And it, yeah. Because there are people in L.A. who I think, well, there are people who I know my career is going well based on how they're treating me. Like, I'm like, oh, they made eye contact <laughs> with me. They must think that things are going well for me right now. Whereas, like, I don't mm. care who, who you are and if you can help me. Like, I'm going to be friendly to you. And I've, I mean, I've had That's friends be like, you shit. give like people too much of your time. And I'm like. I mean, probably no. because I'm bad at time management, that's a good, no, but not like because they can't help You me. know who's also rad is
0: who does the same is like Maria Bamford. I would never have seen her on some. I
1: love her. Well, first
0: of all, she's incredible and a genius. And secondly, when I've seen her at shit, like bar shows that she, she'll she go, she'll do most anyone's show yes. that like higher up comedians as big as her would not do. Yes. And not only that, she, I've seen comics like you know just open micers come up to her and be like hi really," and she'll just give her give them all the time of day like yeah and it's like nuts like probably because she also has a lot of compassion for having M- been
1: through shit she's yes. not a monster maria bamford is like she gives me so much hope that like me too it's okay to be yourself and mm-hmm. like things will still work out god
0: that speaks to me so much
1: because i say this a lot
0: um but it's taken me a couple years sober to basically. I've, I feel like I'm finally getting back to who I truly am. Yes, it's like you're like shedding the realist all Realist, best me, like the 16 year old fun, goofy me, but confident. Yes, but really, actually confident. Like it's
1: like you're like getting rid of all these things that you've taken on because of trauma. I literally, I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. Today, this morning, I was driving in my car and I had this thought of like just now in the last like week or so I feel like I've returned to being silly like yeah, I, me too. I'm a silly person and I me just got too. so in my head and like for like, whatever reason when I stand
0: up by uh, the neur- neuroses and I and everyone doing their very dry humor like I just I think I was doing a lot of mics
1: and you just get Influenced by that, yeah, and it's I'm and like, I was oh, I'm I wasn't goofy. so goofy. I know exactly. Yeah, I literally had this thought today that I was like, oh, I'm like happy again and just doing dumb, d- dumb so stuff cool. and being so, cool. so. And I think that comes with shedding layers. But yeah, I've always been relatively like, unless I'm going through like a depressive dip or like. The, the times I've been most sad is when I'm, like, doing some type of codependent relationship thing. Yeah. And, I, and it's, I like, mostly that, yeah. I'm feeding off of the other person's sadness, mm-hmm. and then that's reflecting, but... Dude, that's where my
0: addiction, like, as an addict, it just sways between one thing or another. It's lightened a whole lot, but, you know, it can sometimes go into shopping, and go into sugar, feeling, go into codependency, which is as a person addiction. And trust me, like I have to do a lot of work so I yeah. don't get codependent. And sometimes I get codependent with my boyfriend and then I'm just like, do you love me? You-? Mm, how are you feeling? Are you OK? And yeah. it's like, OK, wait, take a breath. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be in a relationship. I avoided them for a very long time because that fucked me up so bad.
1: Yeah. No, it's like. I am actively trying to, I'm like actively trying to avoid them. I'm talking to a guy and I really like him. But and I'm like, can like we be take start... a step back so I'd make sure I don't repeat a pattern? Yeah. And he's been really cool. I'm like, look, I like you. Let's hang out. But like, I, I want to make sure that I'm not going to go. Cause I, in my last relationship before I got into it, I felt like I was like, I'm in a really good place. And I genuinely mm. was. And then it sort of just, like, Mm -hmm. sporadically happened. It was really sudden. And I was like, well, I'm in a healthy place. And then immediately back Mm -hmm. into this pattern. Trust. (laughs) Oh, I've been there, too. Oh, no. And then it's like, how do I step back from this without hurting this person? How do I be,
0: like, myself in a relationship?
1: Yeah, and just, like, stay your full self. Yeah. But I also, I realized pretty early on that, like, examining my mom or just people around me, that so much of the things that people do that hurt other people is not is ignorance like when people go, like you're like they're doing the best they can and you're like mm-hmm. really that's the best they can do but a lot of times i'm like yeah like when, when even that's a true statement like my friend
0: i think she pulled that from marianne williamson which is everyone's doing the best they can otherwise they'd be doing better yeah so everyone's it's like, like nobody wants best. to suck
1: and be unloved yeah you know it's like <laughs> even the people i disagree with in, like crazily Like even people who like Have opposite political views from me And they frustrate the hell out of me Like if I can just take a breath And try to Like I don't like to Talk politics on the internet Because It's impersonal It's not because I don't like I don't want to support the cause well, I don't want to use my voice It's like And I and I do still talk about them But it's mm-hmm. like If you disagree with me I want to I want to talk to you like a human Well what ends
0: up happening And why I never ever ever engage in internet arguments is because it is one person talking at the other and they're talking everyone's talking at Nobody's one another. Nobody's listening. There's no listening. Yeah. Exactly. With the wall of the screen or the monitor or the whatever in front or of you. With the likes and you're like ha 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 I'm powerful. I was. I just had my friend Alex Fear on my podcast the episode before this one and we talked about the one-upping culture of of the internet. You know how you can like reply to a tweet by having the Scri- tweet like, yeah. be there and then you write and it's, it's a one-upping culture. It's such a
1: dick move. It's like look what I just said to this guy. <laughs> literally
0: after i mean i i mentioned getting sober a lot but there was a big shift in it's my huge thing. in my consciousness and me as a grown-up and a human being i grew up yes after i got sober and one thing i don't really go on twitter anymore like i, I post my tweets like that i think of throughout the day i don't really read it yeah i've um, been doing it, so far as going like
1: hootsuite and let it post and don't even look because i it's too ne- there's so much negativity
0: on there and and like twitter used to be fun it's a bunch of like 20-year-olds just being mean. I'm sorry. And I've been that 20-year-old being mean on Twitter, but but I'm not into that anymore.
1: Yeah, and the amount of people that it's just like, yeah, you guys, like, this is a bunch of people tweeting to people who already agree with them like great funny point about totally. um, about how bad Donald Trump is but like you didn't change anybody and just in case mm-hmm. you don't realize like when it comes to voting like you got to get votes you can't just be like you're a fucking idiot if you're not a Democrat <laughs> it's like oh well now you've changed me so yeah it's, like, it's
0: I, I think like using your platform for good is always important, as you do, but it's just, try, it's, but it's a like, talking at each other culture, so I've, I've really pulled the fuck away from same. it. There's so much hate, hatred and negativity, and I noticed that some of the most hateful, negative people, even in comedy, they garner this, like, angry mass following, and when I was
1: very unhealthy, I did too. Yeah. That's not a good thing. No, because it's like, is that, also it's like, is that just who you want to be forever, is angry? Because it's like, yeah. you getting angry and being like, fuck all these people, and you're getting these, like, followers that are like, yeah, it's like, cool what have you done to change anything and also like you're just living in anger you're living you're you're miserable like that's not good for you
0: it's like having a tumor. Um, okay, I'm going to switch gears just yes, a little. go Because I ahead. have so many questions I'm, for you. I'm ready. And time's flying. Um, so as for stand-up, I mean, you're a paid regular at the store. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Did you always want to be a
1: stand-up from a young age? Um, I always wanted to get into comedy from a young age. There was a very brief mm-hmm. period when I was like in second grade where I thought I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. And then that was pretty much <laughs> the only time I didn't want to do comedy. No,
0: I always, me too. I'd watch every stand-up. I'd watch improvised TV. I'd watch all the comedy.
1: Yeah. I, I like watched sitcoms yeah. and that was it. That was like all I was like raised by comedies. My parents were like neglectful. My dad yeah, left and then I was like totally. I guess Robin Williams is my dad now. You know like <laughs> so I just watched with like, all the sitcoms, a ton of stand-up. A lot of it, like, at the age I was watching, I probably didn't even get some of it. But no, I, guess, I just liked that they were up there on their own in front of people making them laugh. I was and like, how listening? do you do that? And yeah, it's like, I tried to do stand-up at, in the second grade talent show. But it's, of course, like, a bunch of jokes, you know, not, like, my own material. But then as I was getting on stage, and this is so funny, not, maybe, I, mean, I shouldn't go, this is so funny, but it's so true to me, is, like, as I was about to get on stage, the principal was, like, all right, get up there and tell some good, clean jokes. And I didn't have any clean jokes. And I was like, oh, no. And then I went on stage. Story of my life. And I just stared. And, like, I stared for a long time. And then eventually everyone sort of laughed awkwardly, and it became this big laugh. And then I just got off stage. And in retrospect, it's like, I'm like an Andy Kaufman. But it's just like, I have nothing to say. That's
0: beautiful. Yeah, yours was just like alternative comedy yeah um when i was in high school i did um speech team and i competed in ads which is after dinner speech it's like a humorous speech oh we didn't have that that's amazing it was the best because it was like (gasps) the closest you get to stand up but like in speech team and you could win prizes and i did really well and i was like and i always had wanted to stand up but it was kind of my first little dip into it and i was addicted like During that, I think we had trimesters in in high school. During that trimester of the year, I would like... Wherever I was in my car, at my part-time job, like, I'd just be reciting that ten-minute speech in my head over and over because I was, I was so proud of myself. It was packed full of punchlines, like it was funny. It was like, as fuck. I nailed it. I just was obsessed with this thing I wrote that was funny that I performed.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I was obsessed. like, I was in every club my senior year of high school, and I was in student too. government, and I would run <laughs> me too. the assemblies. Probably because we were
0: like not wanting to be home. No, exactly. did not like, be home. People, you're
1: like, so social. It's like I just don't want to be home. I don't want to go home. <laughs> but it's like I hosted the talent show. I would host all the assemblies. So I'd like write all yeah, these like. Too service high school and I was voted class clown and me was too just, yeah we're the same it's so ridiculous yeah and I, well I went to college and I was just like throughout college like well I'm gonna be a comedian and then by yeah, my senior year I was like I should probably figure out like yeah. how you <laughs> be a comedian totally so then I was like I guess I'll try an open mic and yeah. then at that time I thought and and this isn't to say that I'm like and now I don't want to be on Saturday Night Live but at that time at that point, I pictured myself as like a sketch actor on Saturday at Live one day. That was a big dream, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do that. So I was like, I'll try stand up. Mm-hmm. But the minute I did stand up, like as soon as I got my first laugh, mm-hmm. I was like, this is my thing. It was kind of, I mean, it was nice. I like it because in improv and sketch, it's like, I just don't want to work with groups. I want to be by myself. Well, it's like, I just, which is like, how much of this is just a trust issue that like, I don't trust that you're not going to fuck up this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, I got this. If I'm going to fail, it's going to be on my own and I'm going to feel it. Yeah. But, also, I want all the credit when it goes well. <laughs> I was like, I want to laugh and to be worth like, the I fails. This.
0: People are like, how? Like, when you tell people you stand up, people are just like, how is bombing?
1: Doesn't that suck? And we're just like, whatever. Yeah, Doing it for the high. Yeah, it's like, it's, but it's worth it for when you get the laugh. Exactly. Some, sometimes I like to be like, I don't. I don't know. I've never, I've never bought. <laughs> which is a total lie, uh, but it's funny. Didn't fun you to, just go up at the store in front of fucking Dave Chappelle and John Mayer? Um. Oh my God. What? Um. Oh, yes. And uh, I made Dave Chappelle laugh in the kitchen of the store. Oh I tagged God. some really inappropriate thing he was saying, um, oh which I don't know if I'm allowed to repeat here, but I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> um. Because I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. But it's it was like, a moment. Enough people are coming for him from his special or whatever, and then. John Mayer. John Mayer, I was upset. Like my vagina's tingling. Or maybe that's my yeast infection. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I loved John Mayer's music and it never occurred to me to be like, John Mayer's hot. I just loved his music like in high school. And then when I was standing in the back of the comedy store, there's a circle of people. John Mayer walks up and because he's doing stand up now, right? Like he's, he was like, he's around. I don't know if he's regularly doing it, but he did a thing with Dave on New Year's Eve. And so I think they were practicing and just riffing. So they'd been at the store like the week leading up. And, like, in this circle of people, and I'm not the only one there, John Mayer, I swear to God, God I know this sounds crazy, geez. looks across right at me and, like, extends his hand. And he's like, hi, I'm John. And I was like, I'm Jessica Michelle. And we just shook hands. And, That's like, one. that That was, like, it for the moment. And but the I ma- would have, fr- like, 16-year-old me would have been Well, done. No, I was like, I was, and Well, okay, he's like, I'm John. I was like, I'm Jessica Michelle. He's like, it's really nice to meet you. And then I was like, it's nice to meet you, too. And then there was a pause and the sh- handshake ended. And then I was like, I'm a really big fan of what you do. <laughs> and then I just walked away. But he was also there in the kitchen when I made Chappelle laugh, and he laughed, and I was like, oh my, oh my, but you know, you like, you're playing it cool, like, <laughs> oh my god, it's just something I do now. I guess I just, I guess we're all just best friends? Again, what are those moments where you're like, this is my life. Were you just, like, and it's nice to be in a place where I... I'm healthy enough. Not that I ever didn't appreciate cool things, but I think I was so workaholic. What's the next thing? Let me do this. That like, like I might have, Yeah, it's like I might have not appreciated how big of a deal that is. Like how like mm-hmm. me starting comedy or me in high school. Are you kidding? I just shook hands with Dave Chappelle.
0: But that's like, what I notice sometimes with comics who are truly grinding, and I respect their hustle, but. They can't even appreciate the where they're at, which the is awesome that have. you could just like pause and look at it and kind of like go like from a more um, outside perspective and be like, "This is rad." Because I talk to a lot of comics who are like, "Yeah, I do this on television, or I got this, or I'm now this," but I just it's not as good as I want to be. And but the, if you can't even enjoy these moments, what's the fucking point? Yeah, like, what's You're the not going to enjoy it when you have a house on the hill. Trust right? me, I know miserable people up there. Oh
1: my god, it's so true. And so people, so many people are so. Uh, obsessed with like what's next or what's the next like goal Mm -hmm. or this achievement and i think um what's helpful for me and maybe is like i don't know how help like detrimental it might be to my career and like it's such a hippie thing to say is that none of my goals center around a a tv credit or like if i just get this if i just get that it's always just i've always genuinely just been like i want to be the best comedian i can be so that i can be providing the best service to the audience I'm in front of.
0: Which is, like, exactly why I think that you have this happiness in your your character that, like, so many stand-ups who who I know personally and who are doing well do not have. Well, because they're trying to get happiness from the thing outside them. And it's like, you need to focus on you. Yeah. They're not enjoying the motherfucking ride. It's all a ride. It's going to have ups and downs. Yeah, like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. I just want to, like, look back and have stories and laugh and, like, currently I'm so fucking happy I don't I didn't even know what that was like a couple years ago (gasps) isn't it
1: amazing it's just the best well and it's great to just be I just am so thankful that I'm healthy enough that even like among like sad situations happening I'm able to like process those and be sad but but not be taken but not be taken down by by it it. and I just go like okay let me get through this here's this feeling it's okay I can feel it that's not a big deal Mm -hmm. and then than to be able to like big picture see like what a great experience this was or what like, it taught me. What have I learned? Yep. What can I do going forward? And I mean, not to be corny and probably like a meme on the Internet, but it's like <laughs> those moments make you appreciate the great moments better because you're like, yes, look at. Look at this beautiful moment I'm having. Yes,
0: if you can't, dude. Like if everything was always just like vanilla going right, like how we wanted it to go. Yeah. Like nothing would feel good. Sometimes I, I, I have people close to me that grew up in much wealth. Yes. And, and their lives, and they have these gorgeous homes, and the things they were provided for them, and the clothing that they're given, and the food, and, like, sometimes I'll go out to eat with someone in my life. I won't name them, but. They, I'm always just like, oh, my God, this food is so good. Like, I really feel the fucking goodness of the food. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. Every single time. And I love this person. But I feel bad because they were given everything they could imagine. And nothing is special and exciting to them. Nothing tastes as good as a meal does to me.
1: Like, I eat a meal and I'm like, wow, we have this restaurant. This is incredible. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm like very. And it's I mean, it's come through work, too, because I wasn't always so aware and appreciative of stuff, but I've become almost like old man eat pray love, like biting <laughs> yes. into a piece of like avocado toast was so basic and being like, mm. and just like holding a cup of coffee and being like, what a blessed life! I realized, but for day, real though, yeah, I, I feel bought. You. I'm going to New York for two months next month, and I bought a coat. I bought like a cute Betsy Johnson coat. Oh. And the other day, and like Mm. I tried it on, it came, and I was like, it might be a little snug. It wasn't. And I was like, fuck, yeah, Mm. because I'm a woman, and I'm like, I'm thin enough for this coat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then I had the other day when I was, I don't know, somewhere, for some reason, the coat popped in my head, and I realized I've never, I lived in Alaska. Like, I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, so I've never had a brand new coat. I had hand-me-downs. I had thrift store coats. And I was like oh my god it's so exciting i have a new coat and yeah. i was like this is so wonderful yeah, i i totally love that i wasn't
0: given a lot growing up because everything is fucking exciting yeah to me. that it's
1: like oh my gosh i have this thing or like oh my god i'm going out to this like fun restaurant and it's just amazing and i the joy we feel okay we have to yes. go to break i'm
0: so sorry oh it's okay no we'll we'll break pick this I talk back to up in a minute <laughs> no okay bye
1: Okay, it's Casey Coop and Jessica Michelle Singleton. I don't know why I just did that. I don't mean, either I was like. It's a freak show. (laughs) It is the freak show. Uh,
0: Brought to you by Meltdown Comics, where we're currently recording. It's at 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Come check them out. And Mason Booker is here, who's my producer, only for a couple more weeks. He's breaking my heart because he fell in love and is
1: moving away. Who does that? You're moving for a woman. I can't get a man to buy me a McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm like, you're going (laughs) across the country? Damn it. I you can get that guy to do it. I bet I could probably. Who is I, I'll ask you later. The guy. Oh, I'll tell you. He's not a comedian. For once in, in, in my life, oh, he, yes. he's comedy adjacent. Well, I just I it's don't. It's Dave Becky. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't want an
0: entertainer of any sort.
1: Oh, no, he's on the like. Pr- he like is on the like other side of comedy. So what does that like, mean? Production. Oh directing. yes, daddy. Yeah, and I'm like, literally, when I first started talking to him not even like talking talking about I met him and we were just kind of hitting it off and I was like so what do you do and he he was like oh I write and produce and comedy oh. and whatever and I was like <laughs> I was like but you like don't ever want to be a stand up comedian like ever and he's like no, I have no desire. And I was like, oh. So anyway, tell that. me more about it. I was like, thank you. You're my, like hiding your excitement. Yeah. Well, and my girlfriends are all like, the, well, the ones that know are like, yeah, that's really good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you should probably never date a comedian again. And Can like, I ask how long ago you split up with your ex? Yes. That's, well, that's. I also, don't want to bring it up if it's uncomfortable. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm fine with it. It was. Uh, September, like, 20th. I'm pretending I don't know the exact date of September okay. 20th. <laughs> okay. um, which I only knew because our anniversary was the 20th, and I was like, we broke up exactly 10 months, whatever. Got you. Um, otherwise, I don't think I would remember. I just was like, <laughs> the oh, my break. relationship's gone, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was, just, was it the time? Was it the right time? To break up? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was one of those things where I was devastated because he pulled the trigger. But when I really yeah. stop and think about it, It wasn't, we weren't meant to be. Maybe a blessing. It wasn't a good fit. It was a thing where it was like, he's a great guy. He's got his own shit to figure out, but it was not meant to be. But because it caught me off guard. That always hurts. Yeah, it's I was like, "Gonna stay." Yeah. So for like a couple of weeks, I really leaned in and was like, "I'm devastated." And then I found out yeah, within a week he was dating his ex. So I was like, Yikes. "Oh, well, that kind of hurts more." I wish you would have told me because I found out from someone else. Yikes! So that was hurtful. But didn't it's a, mean to bring that up. No, it's uh, but, totally I did, fine. but I did. But I shouldn't. But he also was like so young that it's like and I mean you're dating a young guy and it's working out and which is amazing well he's not an entertainer so it really helps a lot I don't know it makes a big difference for me well some of my friends were like aren't you so fucking pissed and I was like no I'm sad but like I'm not mad at him for yeah. he, he doesn't have a handle on his emotions anyway Yet, let alone like what do sometimes
0: I, I avoid this sounds shitty, but sometimes I avoid talking to girlfriends when I'm going through a thing because
1: I don't want them to egg on my anger. Because yes, I can't handle it. But it's like girls were like, cause his his ex that I think he's still dating now is also a comic, and they're like, Aren't you fucking mad at her? I was like, No, she's also young and they dated and like they had a thing and they have history and they hung out and then they started hanging out again. Like, I'm not like it makes sense. It's like I'm not mad, it makes total sense. I was upset that he didn't tell me. Oh, but the point is. So that was like September. So that's what like four months ago. So that's also why with this guy, because I really like him, but I was not trying to find anyone. I was very much like asexual when I started hanging <laughs> yeah. out. with we, we had like two dates and I was like, hey, I know I don't have to apologize for not being sexual and you don't expect that from me. I just want that, to... this. This is the best time for you to get to know someone. Trust me. That's what they're where I was
0: at when I met my boyfriend. When he
1: was like, no, that's fine. He's like, I in, just enjoy hanging out with you. I don't- He's like, obviously, he's like, I'm not going to go into- how attractive I find you, because that's counterproductive to this conversation. <laughs> He's like, but like, I'm not hanging out with you like, I gotta get that fucking puss. <laughs> He's like, no, I just like talking to you. Yeah,
0: literally, like, when I started hanging out with my boyfriend, like, he invited me on a date, like, an actual date, and I all, I was, got so close to blowing him. I tried to blow him off for the date. <gasps> I, was, I panicked
1: and tried to do this. I was like, I I don't was know, tired, like, oh. and
0: I also, I was just in a place where I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'm tired of men, like, I don't want, but he was so patient with me, Yeah, and like, it all just Slowly fell into place, like because I was like, I don't even know if I wanted, you know, because I wasn't fucking forcing anything, yeah. And he was patient, and he was
1: like, "All right, then, like, let's take yeah. it as slow as you want." And I've been very upfront, and i and I was also like, "Look, I'm this fresh out of a relationship. I really enjoy hanging out with you, but I want to make sure that I'm not like." I want to make sure I'm not, none of this is coming from a place of me trying to like bandage a wound or whatever with someone else, mm-hmm. which I f- genuinely don't feel like it is, but I was like, I would rather take my time and be 120% confident. Totally. You don't want thing. another
0: relationship where you're like feeling
1: like you're being sucked down a little or yes, less where of you're yourself. just like being brought down, which nobody intends to do, but it's also like when you have codependent patterns and you just start- That's what I mean, because you Being so obsessed with like how, how the other person's yes. feeling and you lose. I- and I don't blame any of the men I've dated, maybe like some of them, but <laughs> like in my last relationship, the race for Steven. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the guy I'm dating's name. <laughs> really? It's so funny. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, Spielberg. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Uh, so I don't blame the men I date for this because it's my own like pattern of like caring too much, but my, I like dole my shine. Like, I become less of myself. I think that's what...
0: But I think I, I've thought about that a lot with myself, too. And I've resented relationships for that reason for a long time. But I think also part of that is just natural that two people... Like, when you start dating, someone, anyone starts dating you're meshing anyone, together. Even, like... I noticed couples when I'd be like a waitress, like they'd have the same tastes at restaurants. And even when I start dating someone, you start to pick up on each other's like food tastes. Like, it's just a natural profession. Yeah. It doesn't mean like they're trying to change you or you're trying to change yourself for them. It's just kind of a natural thing that happens. Exactly. But you want somebody maybe whose energy like matches will, yours.
1: Yeah. And bring out certain parts of you. The that, best part of you. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Where, and they're also like only the last couple relationships I've had. I've had I was a bit of a serial monogamist. I'm not going to lie or am I don't know but I love it I never want to break up ever no <laughs> well, there was also a few relationships where I wasn't fully secure in who I was and so there was a little bit of me trying to be what I thought the person would want rather than just being myself and hoping is that, that, that just being young though like were you that is yeah. yeah it's like you don't even know who like, you are please love me like, please I'll wear thongs whatever it's oh it god takes. what a nightmare for anyone who ever had to see me in a thong <laughs> with my flat ass and the, the thong strap just like flapping in the wind and it's like why are you doing this just stop. <laughs> just put on those full butt panties. I'm not wearing panties because when I do, it looks like I shit my pants. You know, it's like not a sexy thing. It's just like this it's is like for the droopy. Best. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. I, we were just talking in the break about how I finally
0: bought like the cotton butt, like, the cotton butt, the cotton panty full butt panties. Full booty. I feel
1: so free right now.
0: They're I feel just so, like you, I can
1: breathe. A good pair when they're like soft. Oh, yeah. It's just like I never pictured myself being like, oh, I can't wait to get into these. Nice, clean underwear. Right. I feel like... Nice, clean. As if I was like, normally I put on dirty underwear.
0: I <laughs> just put on from the street from the dirty clothes. But
1: so when they're full, it's like this... It's like a feel comfort blanket. Yeah.
0: And like, I feel... I feel excited in the same way when I was 16 and I secretly bought a thong and I buried it in my drawer. Like, I feel that. But about the big butt underwear, I'm like... Oh. That's I'm gonna hide amazing. these away. I feel so good. You're like what um, a treat. Back to you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I'll we'll ask you my podcast question. I always ask. Um yeah. What does being free mean to you, Jessica?
1: Um, I I think it just means being happy on your own terms. Like, uh, ooh, good answer. To me, it's like freedom is. Yeah. Not having to live your life to live up to somebody else's standards. Whereas whether that's like career, Mm -hmm. personal, like I feel free because I'm my own boss and there's parts of me that know that from a wanting to be more stable in comedy, there are things I should care more about, like trying to like, let me act and try to sell this. And it's not true. But like when people try to, instead of being themselves as comedians and like what they want but is say, they what, try to fit what the box people around them think that we'll they should be. them oh my god it's so uncomfortable so it's to like, watch if I wanted to fucking do what I thought other people wanted I'd stay in I'd work in a corporate job totally. fuck you I'm like I'm not gonna it's struggle weird. and be miserable
0: yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's just that is so much true. <laughs> I think being able to be yourself is, totally. Is being free. Oh,
0: my God. Great answer. Oh, I always like everything you. you say, like, really resonates with me. I'm like, totally. Aww. I know. I see, and I feel like I see through it when there are certain people in the scene that I'm like, wow, you're fucking fake. <laughs> like, it's oh like my so God. transparent. You meet
1: people who and not only are they fake, but it's like they're fake about wanting to come across as like a spiritual genuine like like the crystals and the sage and like which isn't a bad thing like I'm sick of it if you authentically feel like it's it's helping you fine (laughs) and don't get me wrong I think I have a crystal in my purse but (laughs) someone gave it to me yeah that's the only one I own is the one that my boyfriend gave to me yeah but it's like some people it's just so see-through and it's like oh you want the persona of being spiritual and you're like mean and haven't worked out your own shit
0: well I've seen you tweet a lot lately and we've talked about kind of our own coming to spirituality. So let's just fucking go there. And I don't think it's hokey that people have spiritual seeking. I just think like the fakeness of it, like if you're trying to appear a certain
1: way. Yeah. where it's like, you're not actually working on yourself. You just want the appearance of, of like enlightenment, which is so
0: corny. I feel like, I feel like personally, like, my, I guess, journey to spiritual enlightenment or just like basically like becoming more myself and trusting the universe is the core of it is like messy. Like it's not cute. I've cried a lot. I meditate every day for like two and a half years. Yes. And it's complicated and it's messy and I have to repeat a a bunch of embarrassing mantras in my head. But now they've slowly (laughs) become truth to me and fast forward two and a half years, I actually like, Stand tall and like who I am. Yeah, and a huge part of that has been like repeating these mantras while I meditate.
1: Yeah, well, no, because it's like I f- I feel like the idea, and I don't know if like social media or being in LA exacerbates this. The idea of being like a cute, happy, like Namaste. I see a lot of Instagram yoga like girls. Like yeah, is, so many Instagrams like is that. F- like fine if that's the image you want to project, but like you don't <laughs> get inner peace without suffering because you have like, I've been like crying. You don't you don't just go like you know what I feel good and it's like enlightenment doesn't come a it doesn't come when you're like I want enlightenment yeah you know <laughs> you just it
0: comes when you have to ch- like change the way you think
1: because everything's too painful yeah and but you have to you have to like literally purge all that pain and you have to feel it yeah that's how I feel is yeah that I feel like I'm in a good place like spiritually emotionally but I have been I mean like, I've been in the dark but it's like yeah it's been a fucking disaster yeah it's not like you don't it, walk gracefully into like into the into light. freedom no. you like stumble and fall and you're like son of a bitch I don't want to totally. do it anymore
0: yeah like literally just like before we started recording I mentioned how all my tattoos like none of them I got when I was in a good place like I have a lot of them and they were just a coping mechanism to distract myself from my current feelings and like so me just like becoming like more spiritual or meditation like now I'm up to I've been doing 20 minutes every morning for over a year honestly impressive and I try basically like it's not even, I'm not even, that. I don't even know. I just take tips from friends and yeah. I do some guided meditations off of YouTube. But what I Ugh. usually try to do is just the kind of like watch the thoughts go by without clinging onto them and also or letting them yourself. go. Or judging yourself, yeah. And just, yeah, like letting it, like breathing in the thought, letting the thought go. Now I'm not going to obsess about the thought. Yeah. So what do you do in terms of meditation? Because I know you went on a retreat. I went on a 10-day Vipassana meditation, which is. is, is you really it, did? Wow. I've,
1: I've My friend Lucia just did that too. Yeah, It's it was a silent meditation meditation it's its own wow. technique it's dhamma and it was kind of started by buddha and rediscovered by uh a guy goenka who started reteaching it around the world but the whole process i mean it's it's a several days of leading up and you're just focusing on your breath but it's literally about oh God. it's not about a positive mantra it's not about visualizing it's about like letting go of all your thoughts and you're just completely aware of your body it's like Mm -hmm. you're scanning but not in a visualized way but just like from an awareness standpoint of any type of feeling on your body so you're just noticing like if you have an itch or like if you feel a cramp and it's just like noticing that and being aware of it and then like moving through your body and the whole idea stems from uh this there's this term anicha and it's uh it's about impermanence it's like everything that everything rises to pass away so the technique is to teach you not to react to things. Totally. That's a lot so of- So it's like just accept things as they come. That's and That's what not a lot of old
0: s- school meditation is, is just like, is just existing without thoughts or, 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 um, like reacting to itch it, like anything, like you're just there. It's just it's there you are not it,
1: because it's going to go away, like good or bad. But it
0: helps, it fucking helps in my everyday life so it does. much. It's changed- the way I interact with the world in in the best way, like I'm, it's like
1: night and day for me. How yes, I am now. no, and it's like it's not to say like you can't be happy or be or like enjoy feelings, but it's just like not clinging to them or like not craving like oh my god, I feel happy, oh, I want more of this. It's like you just appreciate as yeah. it comes, knows it's gonna, you know, it's gonna like it's letting fade, feelings pass and including... they come back or like they always change. So like the good, like you'll totally. the good one will go away, but also when something's really bad, it's like well, this isn't, it's not always gonna be really bad. yeah.
0: And I used to like. Before all this, I would believe every feeling and I would go up, up, up with it. And I would go crashing down with it because every little feeling to me was a fact. But what I have learned is that feelings are not facts. And so it's just a it's just like practice. You know, I guess like maybe healthy, normal people can do, which is just like feeling the feeling and letting it go away and not believing it'll be forever. Forever.
1: No, it's every part of us thinks that what we're feeling now is will never change like a part of us believe you that. attach to that feeling and you're like i guess I, well that's it that's the problem i have with like the term not not depression but like being depressed i think a lot of people and then not and i'm not about to say depression's not real or whatever but but peop- there's a people good- get diagnosed with depression and then they're like i'm yes. a depressed person and it's like and then they believe it and then they, and they attach it to who they are yeah and dude. i had a big problem with a when feelings would come thinking they were permanent but also i realized that like I I attached who I was to feeling. So I was like addicted to feeling things. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh no, you're not, you're not, you're not your thoughts either. Like you are separate from both of those things. Those are things that you have and they come and go, but people attach who they are to how they're feeling and just like, I'm just a happy person. Or I'm just depressed. And it's like forever. I thought I was just
0: depressed and like my whole life. And it's like, doesn't mean that I don't have periods of depression, but I definitely can like. I know better how to work my way out of them and what yes. actions to take. Yeah. Because if I'm just sitting in my room in my bed all day and locking the door, that's not going to get oh. me out of my depression. Yes, it's like
1: leaning into it. And that was an interesting thing for me too is this meditation because I've had a big thing in the last couple of years where my my way of dealing with emotions, if they were like really strong ones, and I don't know if this will change or like I feel like I'm in a place where I'm figuring out how it's going to work for me, but – Like when I would get really sad, like a breakup, I would be like, I'm gonna lean into this instead of trying to go, I'm fine, whatever, I'm fine, I don't even need him. I was like, no, I'm gonna give myself a couple days at a time limit and I'm gonna be like, I'm, I sort of, I am. I'm fucking sad and I'm gonna be sad and then I'll get it out of me. I've seen both sides of it where like I in the
0: past have been like, I am never leaving this sadness and I would let it take me down for months and even a year and just like this insane depression. But I've seen a friend who like, Wanted to ignore the post-breakup pain. And she's like, I'm good. I'm, it was just like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And whatever. I'm sorry I'm being such. Subject- I'm not trying to be mean about her either. No, it's how people. But she was trying to handling. avoid it so hard that like it was just like this. Behind her eyes was the sadness that, you know, it was like hard to see. You can
1: see. Oh, my God. Because she can wouldn't see feel through like, mm. it. She
0: refused to feel through it. So there's a middle ground between those extremes. Well, also,
1: I think it's okay to like feel the feeling and go like, okay, this is happening. And I'm okay with it. And, it's, and knowing it's not going to last forever, I think. And and like you've said a lot, like letting yourself cry. Like, it's okay to cry. Yeah, it's okay to be sad. We're so socialized to be like, if someone asks you how you're doing, you say good. And if good. you don't, you're a maniac. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you can still do that. But it's like, you're not crazy for feeling sad sometimes. you yeah. would be insane if you didn't feel like. Feel sad a little every once in a while, you know. Totally, that's just a part of it. Okay, I have more questions. Yay! Mm. You go, um,
0: you go on the road to perform a lot. Yes. Um, do you have any favorite place? You've been all over the fucking world, like literally, like so many countries. Do you have favorite countries you visited, or do you have any like crazy stories?
1: I mean, I wish I had crazier stories. I like, <laughs> I'm so lame. I will like just go see stuff and I meet people, but I haven't had anything super crazy happen. I went to. I got to go to South Africa last year and I know. And the video on your Instagram of that, I was like obsessed with like the guys were like eating you up, and I just showed my boyfriend, we were like laughing at your set. Oh my set. god. That crowd, that was in Johannesburg. It's a black amazing. box theater. It was like <laughs> It was amazing. It was like 90s Jeff Jam. They were going crazy. Well, here was an interesting thing I found in South Africa is they have like uh, a lot of like funny comedians, the ceiling is so it's so easy to get to the top because it's oh. so new. I mean, like apartheid has stopped in like the 90s so black and white people couldn't even be in the same room and because of that and it's there's surprisingly it feels like way less tense racially there like people really seem to like have come together and I'm there are issues and you know I was there for a very snapshot of it Mm -hmm. but like so many comics are talking about race because that's been such a prevalent part that me not talking about race made me seem like I was so different really yeah so it was like because that's like, yeah, that's like a huge crux of what they're... Yeah, which like, is like, of course it is. Walking through. But I'm doing like sexual material or whatever. Of course I was doing sexual material. And I did, <laughs> I did other stuff. I talked about mental health, but people... <laughs> and poop. People, I, I mean, some of the reactions I was getting, it was like, as if I was some sort of Carlin, like... <sighs> no, I mean, not to say, but they're just like, wow, I've, set was also I've never funny. heard anyone say anything like this. But they were like fucking
0: like freaking out. Like, they, they loved lost their minds. But like, your set was
1: so good, too. It was it like was the so best. fun. It was just like... It was also just a good set, and like that video I posted had a great riff because the guy was like cheering, and then whatever. But they were standing up and dancing. (laughs) Oh my god, that's that's how comedy shows in LA. People are like looking at their phones the whole time, and they're like, "I've never even seen you on any TV show." (laughs) And it's just, it was so refreshing, and so many people I met there. I mean, obviously, you don't see all of everyone when you meet them. Like, it felt so happy, like South Africa, like. All the comedians were so friendly, but just people I'd meet seemed... I hear it's just... And I don't know if some of it becomes like the comedian culture of f- like feeling like we have to be depressed or like anxious. And so it's like you have a little of that but then you start identifying with it and it, and it magnifies. Yeah. Because so, I mean I know so many comedians who I love and it's like we're, mm. they're like a wreck and it's like oh, all this and I'm depressed and it's like and not to invalidate their feelings. No I totally
0: have had like <laughs> I am not close with very many comedians anymore. Well me neither like, because I, I'm also
1: an empath and it's like I love you. But it's like a sponge for their yeah. feelings. Yeah and it's like and, if, and some people want to like live in that and really like well, sp- spread that with you and it's like yes I want you to work on this I want you to feel better but like I can When I've I started can't... telling
0: the friends who text me negative things all the time they absolutely stopped texting me about I mean I used to text my comedy friends all the time because I wanted yeah. to kill myself so I get it but now I tell them have you thought about seeing a therapist for this? Yeah. That's what I started saying because yeah. I cannot be their therapist. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah it's like
1: I also just don't have the time and the to do that. energy. Well, And I've also been I've tried to do a lot of because comedians get like Bitter or like jealous. It's all based in insecurity. But when someone goes, this mm-hmm. person did this, and I and, and like I'll have friends that like take it as a slight. Like oh, did, well, I feel like this person doesn't like me because they didn't get booked. And. Really? Oh my god! I know. Well, it's Don't like take really it trying to push it. Like nothing Gosh. is personal. It's their totally. own thing. They're totally. not thinking about you.
0: Totally. And you know what I've also learned is even if someone doesn't like like who you, cares. That's like probably their own projection of something. You know yeah, what I it's mean? Something going on with them, and they've like saw it in you, and now they're like doing it's totally. Like, like, like I talked to my, my mentor recently. I was just expressing how I like. I was upset because this girl who runs and not not a comedian or anything, but in another circle of. Like, another scene I'm involved in, basically. Yes. She randomly deleted me off of Facebook, but, you know, we have all the same friends, and I didn't know why. She re-added me recently. I think she felt... I don't know. I, I've done that before where I was just, like, crazy, and I, like, probably projected something on someone on and someone, deleted and, them. And you're like, this person. Because i like, I don't really write, like, h- like, mean-ass jokes anymore online, so I don't yeah. think it's anything I really said. But my friend pointed out, like well, you shine very bright. Like some people are, that intimidates them or it uh, rubs them the wrong way. Like, and I have I have people like that too where I'm like, they shine so bright and like maybe you're jealous of them or,
1: you know, we're yeah. all projecting on each other. So even if someone doesn't like you, that could still just be their own shit. Yeah, no, I no. It's like even like when you're a really positive person, some people, and I've been that person who, when I was like less positive, mm-hmm. seeing a positive person and being like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, you're just happy. <laughs> yeah, and then You'll like, lose it, you idiot. Yeah, you're probably stupid. Yeah, and it's like there's a little bit of that It's probably like, A person like everyone wants to be happy, so it's almost like why why are they happy and I'm not happy? Exactly. Fuck them. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck them for being happy. Exactly. What do they have that I don't? Yeah. And everyone has a story. No one's not had painful experiences. People forget that though that they just go like, oh, this person's just like this for no reason, and and I think talking about my experiences and then and getting the feedback of people going like, oh, I never would have known that, or like, I didn't guess that, or wow, that's so different than the norm has made me more aware that like everyone's on a journey. And then, so now when, when I'm sensing like negativity or someone's like acting in a way that like I would normally take mm-hmm. personally, it's like, I don't know where they've been. I don't know what led someone to feel that this is their reality or that they should feel this way. But I'm like, I hope that they work it out and I'm not going to assume I was like, the, like n- now, even if it's something that drives me crazy, I'm like, this person could be hurting really bad from something and I shouldn't, react in a way that is yes. also negative negative. one of my favorite quotes ever um was actually from
0: this like porn star girl i think online but it, it's like amazing it's like it sticks with me so often which is just respect where everyone is at on their journey yes how i interpret that is we've all been where they are. Yeah, You know, I've had times where I was a negative, cynical bitch. I've had times where I was suicidal as fuck. I've had times where I was happy and joyous and free and everyone's like somewhere else and we're all on this journey and we're all going to fall into the same roles like yes. in our
1: journey. Yeah, that we'll, just we'll all of, eventually cross a path that somebody has crossed. Yeah. Be like I feel this now and someone's like, I remember when I first felt that. Yeah, like yeah, like, I'm like hang in there as they pat you on the head. They're like it gets better, and then totally. they it might get worse. But we are it's motivational
0: okay. posters as people. Okay, yes. so just we have a little time left. I just want to ask. About you have a number one comedy album, Please Don't Leave Me. And you donated some of the proceeds to Planned Parenthood. I did. And I think it's really rad because I always see you bringing up women with you, even if it's to have an opener on the road or whatever. Um, What kind of role do you think feminism plays in comedy now? Do you think that it's growing or how do you you perceive
1: that? I think it's growing. I think there is obviously the loud movement of people being like, Feminism. Deal with it. (laughs) We're here and we're loud and I'm wearing a pussy on my head. And good for those people. I I am a feminist, of course, but I don't think I... And and it's not that I'm anti-doing this. I don't think any of my identity comes from needing people to know, like, how feminist... Like, I'm a feminist! You know, like, I don't go... I like to think the way I approach feminism is to do the best I can as a woman and succeed and let it speak for... It's like your actions speak for themselves. For itself. And, and and there's nothing wrong with... We need the women who are shouting about feminism. That's important. Yeah.
0: I think, like, honestly, where I... Because I see everyone get really angry now. And I see a lot of shaving their heads and cutting their hair off and saying, fuck you to guys and posting sexy selfies. And, like, I've done all of that. And there was a couple years where I was that angry and that... Yes. But I feel like... I went through the anger stage and now I'm in the, like, kind of, like, chill, like, way more confident, like, I'm just a feminist and, like, and I'm not as angry anymore. And I think, like, you have to, I think a lot of women are going through the anger part of it. They have to work through it. Where they're just, like, waking up to all this, like, inequality that's happened. Like, they maybe
1: even didn't even realize how much they were held back.
0: Yeah, and and I went (gasps) through that already, so I'm kind of, like, good for you girls, but I'm over here sort of chilling now. And I'm, like, I feel like I don't have... Like like when I was more angry at men, like my internet persona was like way more popping off on Twitter. But now I just like I'm well, not as angry. Well, that's anymore. also like why I don't like
1: getting on Twitter is because people feed anger there. Yeah, and it's like you will feel like what I mean. There's some like native proverb about like there's two wolves that live in you, and one of them is yep. I heard that depressed and sad, mm-hmm. and the other one is happy. And people mm-hmm. are like, well, which one are you feeding? It's like yeah, you. F- the the one you feed grows, so like you need to feed your happiness if you want to be happy. But yeah, for me it's always been like I I made a big post because I'm I'm headlining more, but I'm not a huge headliner, so like I'm not making a, the amount of money that like sometimes big yeah, headliners were, bring me in. You there, were but like, I'm, if the girl can fly herself out, she can open for yeah, me. Yeah, it's like if and so I was like, tell me what city you're in if you're nearby, and I got to do that with a girl from Asheville, came and opened oh, for me in Myrtle Beach. Cool. I had a girl open for me in Seattle, and it was it's very so cool. much like. I am. I want to give all women the opportunity to be seen. I I also my my feminism and I don't know if someone's going to mad at me for saying this is that uh, when people go feminism isn't about women getting a leg up. It's about equality. I 100% agree with that. Um, so I will not just blindly take a woman. I will be well, like, yeah,
0: you want her to be funny, yeah. So because it's also like sometimes <laughs> like I think crap.
1: when people go like, you need a woman on the lineup. I think some people in theory, I'm not, I don't know if this happens, but could panic and just be like, ah, you. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you're not helping us when there's so many good women out there. If you're oh, yeah, just putting so up funny girl, some fucking girl who like barely does comedy, and you're like, we have a girl on the lineup. It's like, yeah, yeah but now everyone thinks that's what women do, and like that that's the caliber. Like well, when of course when, you're when you lift up someone them. who's not ready, you know, and then people go like, that's as you dump, you know, ignorant people go, oh, that's as good as women can do, and yeah. it's like, no. No, no. So, but it's well. You still are gonna bring up someone that's funny, like exactly respectable. But it's also like, in that same vein, I will push the shit out of any woman I believe in because it's yeah. people will go like, I feel like there's not that many funny women, and it's like, well, hold on, just like hold my red wine, am I right, ladies? <laughs> no, and I'll just be like this person, that person, and it's like I want to have a rolodex of people You've that I've always I can been be awesome like, at
0: that. Totally, I, and I see it. It speaks more through your actions than your words, and I respect the shit out of that. You
1: well, know, it's just always been like, and. And it was never like a, I need women to know that I'm helping women. I mean, I, I of course I want them people. You know, I want women to know that they can come to me with for help or advice. And I try to make time when you younger. You mean it's comics, not just like a show? You're not yeah. putting
0: on a facade because girl, people, I have seen
1: that. Oh, me too. The
0: Feminist. The, I'm quote sorry. I'm gonna, feminist. I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna rant for one second here. The comedy scene, quote unquote, feminist girls. Who go and talk mad shit about all the other girls and like don't have any female friends, yes. but they're like, like you said, wearing the pussy hat, and they're like, I'm all about girls.
1: Fuck that bitch. And, and it's like, like, do you have
0: any like
1: girlfriends?
0: And it's like, what are you? I don't understand. Okay, we got to close out, but anyway. I I love going on rants. Um, so where can people listen to a listen to your podcast, B, follow you in line, see
1: uh see a show. You guys. Okay, great. Um, ignorance is hashtag blessed is my podcast so look that up iTunes it's on Libsyn if you google it you'll find it um, I know it's supposed to be Ignorance is bliss You guys that's the point Please don't tell me that Do people st- Oh god everyone. It's, it's so annoying It's slowed, slowed down But people have been like You know it's ignorance is bliss And I'm like It's clearly a play like, on words You That's moron. the whole point you Like fucking That is idiot. the whole point um, At JMS Comedy Is all my social media JMScomedy.com Has my calendar um, If you're in LA I'm at the comedy store every week And, and you're and in New York I'm going to New York So I'll be doing a bunch of shows there I'll be in Hawaii For a show oh. On January 24th At Anna O'Brien's in Honolulu I'm in Reno this week 11th, come see me at Pioneer Underground. I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll also be in Philly Probably with this, like, this week. So. so check out my calendar. I'm doing a lot of fun stuff. I'm very You're excited. So cool. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Thanks for coming
0: you. and doing the freak show. Thanks for having me. This was Casey Coop. I'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye.